prepare for an artistic journey through time and creativity with the Black Women's Stitch 2024 Wall Calendar. More than a way to track dates, this calendar is a gallery on your wall celebrating Black women's contributions to sewing, activism, and culture. Every month brings new original Black art ready to inspire or become a future frame keepsake. And that's not all. Experience the joy of creativity with three fusible applique designs by the acclaimed illustrator Janine LaCour, creator of the brilliant Black Magic Leopard. The downloadable patterns include tips for fusible applique, which is one of my favorite techniques. Embodying the values of the Stitch Please podcast, this calendar is a year-long celebration of community creativity, expertise, and Black excellence. Order your Black Women's Stitch 2024 wall calendar today and get your stitch together with the year of artistic inspiration. Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolfork. I'm a fourth generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation. So sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. Hey friends, hey, welcome back for another episode of Stitch Please Holiday Swatch. I am so excited to hear more from the Stitch Please community this week. I've I've been appreciating these episodes and enjoying listening to your holiday traditions. Here's another holiday tradition that I started doing to bring my sewing into the holidays. One of the things I love to make, of course, is gifts for the holidays and gifts for my family. And one of the fun things I like to make are pajamas. I think having pajamas and getting them new around the holidays, um, our family celebrates Christmas. And so getting some new pajamas right around there is really a nice kind of way to celebrate right away because it's like making leisure wear. Because for the most part, when the kids are at home, we just kind of sit around and just lounge around and enjoy each other's company or enjoy each other's company by being separate as somebody's in one room and someone's in another, but it's all under the same roof of love. And I just love it so much. So making pajamas is something that I will do around the holidays. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, holiday theme necessarily, but it is a type of um, kind of typical gift that I make around the holidays so that the kids and my spouse might expect that they're going to get some new PJs in December. So with that in mind, that's something that I've done pretty much every year. We're going to turn to more folks from the Stitch Please community to hear what things they do to make the holidays special, bringing in their sewing and creative energies. And thanks again for being with us today. Happy holidays, everyone. This is Bianca Springer. Uh, Thanks I Made Them, thanksimadethem.com, and all the other socials. That's how you can find me. I am so excited to talk to you today about the sewing traditions in my family. Oh, goodness. I have a husband, a son, and a daughter. My daughter is 15, and my son is 12. So with them, we really get them engaged and involved in holiday prep and traditions. And one thing we started with them when they were really young is we have an advent calendar and we do a countdown to Christmas and every day there's some form of activity or thing we do together as a family to count down and celebrate that day. 
And over the years, it's ranged from cooking, crafts, outings, uh, storytelling, donations, a whole range of things that get us involved in the holiday, but also remind us of the reason for the holidays and how to uh, give to those who don't have as much as we do. And so we do a whole lot of activity and energy and bring thought and power in this time. And it's always super fun. Um, this year is the first year everyone is required to identify six things they want to do to add to the advent calendar. And that, that way they are more engaged and more involved and they're doing something they're truly excited about. And one of the things that I am really focusing on this year as um, they're older and now can they sew and they embroider. This year, one of the sewing things we're going to do is make handmade ornaments with fabric and felt. In years past, I have made or bought kits that we glue or they get help with to put together. But this year is going to be the first year where everybody, my husband included, we're all going to sew our ornaments. And so I plan to make some ugly sweater kits and there'll be little ornaments that are cut out in the shape of sweaters and it's all fusible applique. And so we will decorate our ugly sweater in our unique way and then we will fuse them with the iron and then we're going to hand sew them together. And it's really fun. I think it's going to be really fun in part because we have all levels of sewing skill in my house. Both of my kids started sewing at a very early age. My husband does not sew, but <laughs> he is very involved in my sewing practice. And so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what we all come up with, but everyone appreciates what each other brings to the table. And I am really excited about their putting their creative touch on the project, but also looking back years from now at where they were with this project and how their skills have grown because as we were decorating the tree this year we pulled out some of the other ornaments they made when they were four and five years old and it's so fun to watch them reflect on their mindset at the time um the wonkiness the lack of perfection in that piece but also the charming element to it and the fact that they love it now so i'm really looking forward to furthering their hand making this year as a, a baseline of hey this is what you guys sewed you know in 2023 and then in 2033 look back and maybe have a collection of handmade ornaments hand sewn and embroidered ornaments that we can reflect on and really enjoy hi my name is jennifer hill and I am an educator. I have social media platforms with Facebook, just Jenny G06. Same with Instagram, and it's Jennifer G Hale for TikTok. So those are my main three pages that I work with. I decided once I came on to TikTok that I wanted to focus my social media more around what I love to do, which is to craft. And in particular, within the last 15 years, 
to do quilting. There's a little bit of a connection with quilting. So quilting um, in some ways will go back to an area called G's Bend. Um, my maiden name is G and there is a lot of history around quilting and G's Bend. And so I really wanted to attack this. One of the good things that I like about quilting and all the things that go along with quilting is that it can be very seasonal. And I am known as Miss All Things Christmas. So Christmas is my favorite holiday. I enjoy Christmas over anything else. I My house explodes with Christmas. Every room has a different theme. There are different colors in every room. And so then as a result of that, I absolutely need to then incorporate my craft into it. So in each of the rooms, there's a quilt and the quilt will match the theme. So for example, in my kitchen, that's Winter Wonderland. So a lot of people think I'm obsessed because yes, I am. And Winter Wonderland is different from any other room because winter goes until about April. So that means that my decorations don't come down until April in the kitchen. And so they're blue and white and silver. And so what happens in the kitchen is that I can make my table runners, I can make my placemats, and of course, again, I have my quilt. I'm working on stockings this year, but everything is along that same colorway. So then you move to the living room, and those are the traditional colors. So then they lend themselves to the reds and the greens and the golds. And so again, I have quilts that are hanging in my living room, dining room. It's one big area. And so all of the quilts will match that theme as well. And then of course, without taking you on a whole tour of my house, every room again has a different color. So the quilts match, um, the table runners match. And then, like I said, this year, because I can grow what I do, the stockings are going to match. So in addition to Christmas, because I said, well, you know, one thing about myself as being African-American is that while I'm an African-American Christian who absolutely celebrates Christmas, uh, even though it's not really about what the season is about, but that's beside the point. So there's one area that comes after Christmas, which is Kwanzaa. So this year, one of the bedrooms is going to have a Kwanzaa theme and it ties in really nicely because there's an Ankara challenge on TikTok by African Zesty Couture. And she said, well, what decorations can you make for your house that are in Ankara fabric? Well, she didn't have to tell me anything else. So I sat there and thought about what can I put together? And that's when the Kwanzaa inspiration happened. So in my spare bedroom, I will have, I have African queen, uh, that's what the block is called. And so I have several blocks, uh, several quilts that are made out of the African queens and all of the African queens are dressed in scrap fabric um, of the Ankara. So that's going to go into the room, one on the bed and then one as a spare wall hanging. I also have um, a tuffet 
And so a tuffet is like a stool. And we made that like out of, again, quilted fabric that you would have with just different scraps of Ankara. So that has been sitting down here with no purpose. And now it has a purpose. So there are some runners again that I will have in that space. I am thinking about what I'm going to use as the pillowcase. But what it does is it really gets me to use up my scraps. One of the things that I share with people is I've been sewing since I was about maybe five or six years old, my grandmother taught me how to sew. Uh, I was a twin. There were two of us. So my mother was a single parent. And so my grandmother basically raised us while my mother worked. And so she taught me how to sew. And I absolutely love to bring in different pieces of that throughout, you know, the sewing journey. So first with um, apparel. And then I worked my way into the quilting and the crafting. So I really enjoy doing that. I spike up right around the holidays. So if you watch a lot of the TikTok lives that I do, they are all about the holidays. And so then, of course, my obsession couldn't stop at home. So I have now this year in my new office, I work at a high school and I have changed out my quilts with every season. So the beginning of the school year, just a general quilts. Then into Halloween, you know, they really don't count because Christmas is the most important, but I, I had to think and remember what they were. So for Halloween, I had up all my Halloween quilts that I've never really used before. So they come in different sizes. Um, some are wall hanging, some are table runners, but I was able to put all of those up. Um, we took a station break for fall because, you know, again, I have enough quilts to do that. And then right into, of course, now where we are with winter. So the room is divided. I have winter up because it is seasonal. And again, that one can last even though Valentine's Day and Black History Month will come in there. But that one can stay up until winter is over. And of course, you know, we have to have Christmas. So all those things will be up in my office. And the great thing about it is it's a great way to share history and to share my love of craft with other people. Because everyone stops like the new thing in school is, well, we have to come up and see what Dr. Hale put up in her room. You have your, your quilt set up in your room, Dr. Hale. And so it's like people come to expect it. So then I have to think about, well, what am I going to put up there? But it gives me the opportunity to share. It gives me the opportunity to show other students like what they can do with the craft. Quilting is, is something, it's still relevant, but people are more into garments. And so they really love to make clothes and they really don't take the time to think about quilting. Quilting goes back to, you know, when we used our own clothing and he used to tell a story. This was my grandmother's shirt. This was my uncle's pair of pants. So there was a story with each piece of cloth that went in there. So sharing that, you know, legacy and that history with students gives them a different perspective for why quilting could be important. And then also sharing and passing down through the generations, um, you know, the quilts that we make. So I really enjoy doing that. And like I said, I spark up for the holidays. So it has been on and it has been popping since about maybe the, right after uh, 
oh, what's that season again? Uh, Halloween. I keep forgetting because I don't celebrate that. But right around Halloween, that's when everything gets started. I pull out my Christmas fabric. I have enough fabric to last for decades, possibly. And I just pull out new things and come up with new ideas. And it just, like I said, gives me the opportunity to share with others my talents and my gifts. I occasionally will gift a quilt. I don't really sell them. It's hard to put a price on your time. And quilting takes a while to make. And easily, with the fabric alone, you could be talking hundreds and thousands of dollars, depending on what you do. And there's nothing more insulting than for somebody to say, well, I'll give $50 for that. So it's easier to gift it and know that somebody appreciates the gift rather than them telling you that your time and energy isn't worth, you know, what you actually would want it to be worth. But like I said, I enjoy the holidays. I just gifted an angel to my uh, cousin. Her mom gained her wings. And so, you know, during this holiday season, for me, it's, it's important. What's most important for me is always the giving and thinking about, you know, how we can bring joy to other people's lives. And for her, um, I made her mom an uh, angel and that got ruined. And so this was a piece that she can now carry on because she loved my quilt. She loved her mom. And, you know, in this season of, you know, what it's truly about for Christmas, even though, you know, I still obsess. It, you know, the reason for the season, you know, is, is centered around, you know, religion. And I won't go into too much detail for that. But, you know, the angel definitely has its place in the story of Christmas. So that's my basic reason for why I like it. A lot of times I call my jive reasons for why I do what I do is because I love the season and I love to bring joy to everybody. And I think everybody should just see all of the stuff that Christmas has to offer. And so I'm here for it. Hey friends, hey, I wanted to pause briefly and take a moment to thank those who make the Stitch Please podcast possible. To our Patreon subscribers and Act Blue donors, thank you. Your support keeps the lights on and your faith keeps me going. To Chris Rivera and the team at Congregate Charlottesville, thank you for your fiscal sponsorship and the lessons in financial stewardship. You are very much appreciated. To the guests we've had this year, Thank you. Shout out to Bisa Butler for celebrating our 200th episode with us. And special thanks to all the guests who have made every episode of the Stitch Please podcast a very special episode. And to the Stitch Please team, sincere gratitude to content creator Janelle Velasco, project manager Christina Gifford, producers Crystal Hill and Mike Bryant, and live show producer Latrice Sampson Richards. I couldn't do it without you. And last but not least, thank you. Yes, you. I am totally talking about you. Did you hear me say you? Uh-huh. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends and family about the show. Thank you for following and reposting us on socials. Thank you for your warm, direct messages and comments. Thank you for being the best group of stitchers I could ever have hoped for. Thank you. Hi, I'm Tiffany of Tip Stitch. You can find me on Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the social media at Tip Stitched. And while I don't have a set in place 
holiday tradition around sewing yet. I think I will in the future. A few years I've sewn Christmas pajamas or a holiday dress to wear to a party, but that's not something I do annually. But this year I'm taking off two full weeks and during those weeks I plan on doing almost nothing but sewing. Outside of seeing family and all the stuff you need to do, I will be sewing. So that winter planning diagram that I have of my, my croquets with my designs, I plan to knock all of those out. And hopefully going forward in the new year, I will continue to have enough leave to take a long enough break where I can dedicate days in a row 100% to sewing and I can just do my whole winter wardrobe. And so when the new year comes in January, I'll just have a new capsule wardrobe to bring in the new year. And I would really like for that to end up being my new holiday tradition. Hello, everyone. My name is Johanna Ali and you can find me at SoVeryJo on Instagram or on my blog, SoVeryJo.com. Um, now, I am a self-taught sewist, so I don't have a long history of people that sewed in my house, although um, I do have a distant aunt who she was a, a seamstress by trade. Um, so every year I would uh, make, well, try to make something to wear for Christmas or for New Year's. And I am a notorious procrastinator. So I would wait until the last minute and I would sew all day long and then wear my make for that evening, either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. Um, I've decided that I'm no longer gonna do that because that just puts so much pressure <laughs> on me to try to get it done. And then if you mess up, you have nothing to wear. Although us sewists, we have closets full of clothes that we've sewn, but you know, we need something new. So what I've decided to do this year is, um, my grandmother passed away in 2001. And I've had this idea in my head for a while now, and I'm actually gonna do it this year. So I asked my aunts if they had anything, clothing or something that they had from my grandmother. And so my mom bought me a bunch of stuff. Like I have some kitchen items like tea towels, um, a few tablecloths, things of that nature. So what I am going to do this year is I'm going to make teddy bears out of the linens that my mom has bought for me that belong to my grandmother. And I also have an embroidery machine, which I've never, <laughs> I've never used yet, but I do want to do some sort of embroidery on each teddy bear and give one to each of my family members. And that's a lot because I have three aunts and then I am the oldest of five grandkids. So I'm going to limit it to my aunts and my cousins, because if not, I'll be making teddy bears until next Christmas. because There are so many of us. But um, that is what I plan to do special this holiday season, which is um, most definitely different from anything that I've done before. But I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you so much for letting me share my story. Hey, SoFam, it's Nikki D from TikTok's Bad Girly Brunch. I'm your host, 11 a.m. on Saturdays. And you can find my custom shop on Facebook and under Seams in Such Boutique. And I also have a website at seamsinsuchboutique.com. So I love to sew, as you all know. And, and on the Christmas holidays with 
Black Sewing Network, I love the 12 days of Christmas sewing. So I wanna give you some easy projects to do for Christmas season sewing. So first thing is the key fob. Come on, everybody knows this is the go-to easy thing to do. All this takes is a four inch wide, maybe 16 inch length of fabric. You're gonna fold this in, ends to the middle, long ends to the middle, iron that baby, put it through your key fob holder, crunch it together, there's your key fob. Easy Christmas present for the folks. Another easy one to do, same principle. You can do a neck lanyard and you can make this at the length that feels comfortable to you, okay? Same thing, four inches, the length you want, fold long ends to the middle, iron it down, fold it again, and sew on each side. And again, put your clamp on, easy peasy. Matching keychain, key fob to go with it, your folks will love it. I just recently found an even better Christmas gift. And it is a small cosmetics bag. This small cosmetics bag can be found on spencerog.com free pattern. So come join me on Bag Girly Brunch and you can make this with me. It's a one piece pattern. All you need is a zipper. If you've got some extra fabric or vinyl, we can make a handle for it. It comes this way, very plain. And again, you need your zipper here. You can do zipper by the yard. Or if you've got zipper that's already manufactured, we'll work it out. Um, you'll have your cosmetic pouches you can make for your friends and family. If you're an embroiderer, if you're somebody that wants to get a little decorative on your stitching, you can totally do that. And these will make awesome gifts for your loved ones. So I will tell you, the best time ever is during the Christmas season to sew for other people. So Merry Christmas to everyone from Nikki and the family and the BSN family, as well as the bad girlies. We will see you all in the new year. Happy New Year and happy holidays. Thank y'all so much for taking the time to be with us today. I cannot wait to see what you make this holiday season. Don't forget to tag us at Black Women Stitch and use our hashtag Stitch Please Holiday Swatch and Stitch Please Swatch. You've been listening to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. 